Welcome to the Health Coach Nation podcast. My name is Haley Rowe. I'm a sales and marketing coach and strategist for health coaches, life coaches, and wellness professionals who want to become a leader in their field by building their online community, rocking their sales process, and finally feeling confident about how they promote themselves and their marketing. On this show, we talk about tips to grow your business, save yourself time, and finally be able to create a sustainable, profitable business. Let's get into it. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Zero to Hero Coach Program. This is my four-month program teaching coaches and online service providers how to grow your online business, book clients consistently, overcome your sales fears, and finally rock your social media visibility. If you struggle to create a sustainable coaching business, this program is for you. Check out HaleyRowe.com and book your free strategy call with my team or myself today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Today, we have a very special guest with very perfect posture. It's very impressive. And she is somebody you must know in the fitness and wellness industry. Her name is Malin, and she is actually um, the personal trainer to the stars and has quite the background in the fitness industry. So I'll let you introduce yourself and your background, and we will go from there. Thank you. Great to be here. I'm Malin Svensson, and uh, I am originally from Sweden. I came over here because I love the sun, love Southern Southern California, and uh, but I did leave Sweden with a master's degree in physical education, so I could easier get a, a green card and work here legally. And I pretty much started my career back then in 1989, and uh, grown my business, and I have been certified through NASM and. I've had tons of clients, but I mainly focus on the 50 plus. That is my target audience. So over the years, I've specialized in that. And uh, today I wrote a book. Well, not today, but this year, actually, I started in February writing a book and it's called Wake Up Your Body and Mind After 50. And it basically has my whole system, the Nordic body system in it. And um it's mainly to inspire and encourage people that are 50 plus to live a fun, healthy, and fulfilling life. And that's me. Love that. And so you have been able to um, pick a niche that's very specific. And a lot of people get afraid to do that in their business because they think, well, I'm going to be scaring away everybody who's not 50. So how did you decide, you know what, I want to be specific with that. And how did that help or impact your business? Well, it is a great question, and it's been difficult at many times. And what I usually say when people ask me about aging, for example, because I'm very, you know, working with Hollywood, people, of course, are very concerned about the age. They don't want to say the age. They lie about their age, etc. So I always say age doesn't matter. It's just a chronological number. Because I have worked with people in their 20s that have been in bad shape and people in their 70s that are in great shape. So, yes, of course, I have worked with other age groups as well. But I just found myself more towards working more towards the 50 plus. And um, so it just naturally happened. It didn't happen right away. 
but it just naturally happened. And then I kind of became known as the person that worked with the 50 plus. So I just said, you know, that is a great niche. There's going to be so many more baby boomers when we come into this day and age. And it's a great niche. And as I was growing old as well, I learned from my clients and I created my whole system based on many things, but also my own experience. So I think it's just a natural process. So you just have to see what resonates best with you. What, what really makes your heart tick? Like what is really firing you up when you talk about the clientele you work with that you want to help? And uh, is it kids? Is it teenagers? Is it the elderly? Is it, uh, you know, athletes? Is it, you know, whatever group that you mainly resonate with, resonate with, then focus on that and try to specialize because it is much better to specialize within a specific target audience than try to be working out every single person on this planet. Yes, and I think it's really important to point out when you stand for something, most people who fit within that something are going to resonate with you so much more rather than when you're trying to stand for everything and everybody's like, wait, what does she do again? I can't remember. I feel like she's always changing. And you are the go-to woman for women in their 50s and aging and wanting to stay healthy and fit and lean. And um, so that's a really cool thing that you've established for yourself. And I also think that um, one other thing that stood out to me just when you were giving us your background is that you have a system or you have a, a way of phrasing what you do that's not just saying I train people, but it's your unique system and that helps you stand out as well in a very saturated space. So how, tell me a little bit about like, how did you develop that system? Um, and, and here's the one last thing I want to say about the niche that you've chosen is they have a desire or need to, um, for what you offer. So I think there's three things you got to keep in mind. Number one, what's your unique system? Number two, who's your unique audience? And number three, what do they actually want and, and need? And you've been able to combine all three of those things. But tell me about the how you develop the system. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, first of all, I also train men. So it's both men and women. So it's not 50 plus just women. It is men and women. And I've just been very fortunate that it's kind of 50 50 for me. So that so it's just a 50 plus niche, but men and women equally. And um, so I think I didn't know <laughs> that I had a system from the very beginning. But I realized that when I started because I have my Nordic Body Academy. So I, I train fitness professionals that are certified already in my certificate program. So they become Nordic Body instructors, trainers and, and coaches. And when I hired my first trainer, I had to teach that person what it is that I'm doing, that I want them to do. So that's how it started. And we all have a system, whether you know it or not. And when you start writing down, how do you start? What do you do? Just very simple. You can do that. Like, what is it that you do? Like the first time you meet a new client, what do you do? What do you tell them? What paperwork do you give them? How do you end up to the next session? How do you follow up? So when you take down notes with what you do today, you will realize that you actually have a system. So I was fortunate to have a few trainers to practice on. 
and uh, and then I turn it into my certificate program. And when I started to write my book, initially, the book, because I get so excited to help people with where they want to go in life, a little bit life coaching. And I wanted to write a book with people that are in their 50s and over that they can still reinvent their lives. So that was the essence of writing the book from the beginning. And then I had five stories, just short stories, like one and a half page long, of five different people in five different decades, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, that I have been inspired by, that I have worked with and work with, that reinvented them, themselves regardless of, regardless of their age. So that was the base. And then I built on that because I was like, well, I need to tell people what, what I'm doing and how these people became so successful with their health. So I just started to integrate my whole system. And that became my book, Wake Up Your Body and Mind After 50. And it's been quite a journey because when I have now worked with various people along this journey, publishers and people that have proofread my book and all that, they all get so excited because they see this is different. I've never seen anything like this. And you have really branded yourself. And it's something that, again, I probably had in the back of my mind, but it was not intentionally. It just has developed. So I just encourage you to start with a vision. You know, what do you want to do? Like my vision is very clear. I have a passion and a calling for helping the 50 plus to live a fun, healthy and fulfilling life. And I have been for close to 30 years, been in a very small place where I'm just serving, you know, people one on one. And I felt a very strong urge that I wanted to reach the whole world with my strong message because I was like, hey, I have 30 years of experience and knowledge. It's like I have the secret to aging confident with confidence and, and gracefully. And I have all the answers right here in my hand. And I just want to spread that message. So then I tapped into reaching that bigger audience and the book came along. And now I'm doing, because of COVID mainly, I do online training. And that was actually started by one of my clients who is 80. It's Lily Tomlin that probably many of us know, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, they do this great show on Netflix called Grace and Frankie. So I'm actually called uh, Grace and Frankie's personal trainer. But it was she that decided she wanted to start working online, out online. So listen to your clients what they want, especially during this kind of strange time during COVID. And I, even though I had worked 30 years with the 50 plus, I realized I had a little bit of a limiting belief because when I heard Lily say, I want to work out online instead of seeing you in person, I was taken back. I was like, wow, she's 80 and she wants to do it online. Well, if she wants to do it, I'm sure that lots of people want to do it. So in April, I started with my, my trial online membership and I have done that throughout the whole year. And next year I'm starting with two additional ones. So Listen to your clients, what they need, and then develop things so you will serve them. 
Yes, and I think that one thing that you've pointed out here is that you have to be very adaptable to change and you have a whole entire brand because your vision is bigger than just working one-on-one -on -one with people. So you have your membership, you have online training, you have you train other wellness professionals who want to help others, and you have your book now. So it's like this beautiful ecosystem of different options for different people so you can serve them wherever they're at and what with whatever's convenient for them. Now, obviously, it didn't start out that way, and if you did, you'd probably feel all scatterbrained, but it, 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 it evolved through the years you've put into this industry. And one thing that I'm curious about is, you know, I work with a lot of coaches and wellness professionals who they they are great at their job, but they feel sometimes this imposter syndrome or this thing like, who am I to write a book or who would want to listen to me? Or when there's somebody out there training Jane Fonda and she's out there, how can I, you know, try to also do that kind of stuff and, and stand out in this space? So how have you managed your mindset and just going out there and taking a field where a lot of people say, oh, you can't, you know, go very far with that. You can only train so many people. Um, how did you overcome kind of those beliefs and, and that kind of thing? Well, it's uh, interesting to to hear how what I have done is unique. And of course, yes, as I'm hearing it from other people, I realized, yes, it is unique, but every person is unique. What I'm writing is unique for me. What you are writing is unique for you. So that's what you need to focus on, that every person, their message, how they word it, how they do it is unique. And that's what will di differentiate you from everyone else. So that's the first one, to just realize that you are already unique. There's just one of you, unless you have a twin brother, a twin sister. <laughs> but still, it's just one of you. And um, yes, the belief that I can do it, I've just been very lucky since I was a kid. It's been almost implanted in me that... I can do anything. I was number six in my family and the baby in my family. And my parents, especially my mom, she would always give me that. And my dad as well, that I could do anything. So when I went out into the world, I just believed, oh, I can do anything. And uh, that's how I lived my life. I have lived it from my heart. I always listen to what I want to, what do I want to do now? And then I do it. And I know it's hard for people to do that because they have, how can I say it? I don't want to say excuses, but they maybe they don't feel they want to do it or they don't know how to do it. And sometimes not having the courage to just do it. Like if I wanted to travel sometime or somewhere when I was in my late teens or early 20s, I just did it. And so I always make things made things happen. So it is about seeing the vision in your mind, because like I write in my book, it's waking up your mind and body. So you have to start in your mind. And this mind of yours was not just born like this. It's been conditioned. So over the years, we have been conditioned by our upbringing, our parents, our siblings, our best friends, our teachers. I can go on and on. So we have been influenced by everyone around us that we have grown up with. And 
So you have to understand that what you are thinking today is not what you thought maybe when you were 10 years old. So you, there is a, a way for you to change your belief system. And I, like I said, I have been very blessed with always being able to believe that if I want to do something, I can do it. And if you have those negative thoughts saying, I'm not good enough, I can't do it, then you have to go in and change that belief system. And it's not just about changing a bad sentence to a new sentence that sounds much better, but it's really taking it in, really believing it and putting it up in front of you and writing it in front of you, just really ingrain it in you. So um, it is, and I really feel that everything starts in your mind with what you believe because the body is not going to do something. It's the mind. Whatever you are driven by, it starts right here. So you have to Uh-oh, we lost you. Up-level your mind, I think is what she was going to say. You're back. Okay, good. Yes, so I agree, and I think that it's – I'm with you on – I'm very blessed to have had parents who have said, you know, if you want to go do something, go figure it out, right? And so I've always had this belief, like, if there's something I want to do, I can figure it out. And that's been a huge gift. <laughs> Not everybody has that gift where their upbringing, their parents or family tells them they can do anything, etc. And so they adopt whatever shared beliefs maybe their parents have or, you know, a nasty comment they internalized and carried with them. And so I think you're right that really, unfortunately, you just have to start to change it and figure out, re-ingrain a new belief in your head and start to look for evidence of why that can be possible and people who've made it possible and, and things like that. And so um, one of the things that I would love to know, because again, in anything, whether it's fitness or starting a business, there I've, I've met a lot of women who are and men who are maybe over 40 or 50, and they say, you know, it's too late. It's, um, I, you know, I, I'm a little behind. I feel like I'm behind compared to everybody else. So what would you say to somebody to to stop and get, get over that? Well, it, it's so funny. Every question you ask me, I'm kind of referring to my book, but it's just wonderful because the last chapter is chapter 12 and it's it says anything is possible at, at any age. So that's where I want my audience to go to, to that, that the mind is just, it's just open for possibilities. And again, you are the one that are limiting yourself. If you feel that I'm, you know, my ship has sailed, I'm too old, I'm too this, it is, you know, where does that come from? Who is deciding that? This is your life. And whatever you want to do, you can do. And when people are using age as an excuse, there is something other than that lying, you know, underlying. And I'm far away from a therapist, but I just know that definitely when people say that, it is just a good excuse to say. It's, for example, when my clients or people that I work out or people that are members of my online membership, when they say that, well, my aches and pains, I mean, that's part of life. I mean, I'm aging, right? And I was like, no, it doesn't have to be that way. But it is something that we have ingrained, like when we come to 50 and above, that things are should go downhill. Who says that? 
look at people around you. Look at Jane Fonda, who is, and I say only things, I'm confidential with all my clients, but unless it's public knowledge, um, of course, I don't say anything. But everyone knows that she'll be 83 in December. And yeah, she's lived a privileged life, of course. But last yeah, yeah. year, for four years, she moved to Washington, D.C. to start her organization, Fire Drill Friday. And it has millions of people right now just helping to, to make the climate a, a, a better a better climate climate and that is her drive so it's finding that drive that will give you the purpose throughout life and regardless of your age and what I do in my book is that I have a map of life and I have you go through your life because sometimes we end up oh my god I'm 50 years old how did I end up here what have I done with my life well don't panic just sit down and write down highlights of your life, things that you were proud of, when did they happen, any dreams that you haven't fulfilled yet. Just kind of do a scan of your life so far and just know that your life has been incredible so far. But now is a new chapter. What do you want to do with your life now? And there's absolutely no limitation except for yourself. Yes, 100%. So one thing that I would love to know too is when you did get started in your business, how, how did you go about getting clients? And then how did you get pulled into Hollywood and training and those kind of people? What was your, um, what did you do to book clients? Well, the story when I came over here is kind of funny because I was in Sweden and being a Swedish citizen, of course, I can't come over here and just start working. So I actually did research, like, what can I do to be able to stay in America legally? So I found out that if I stayed in a house and took care of the house in exchange for room and board, that would be legal. So I put ads up in L.A. Times back in 1988, and uh, I got some replies. So that's how I started. And I actually, you know, I was like cleaning lady. I started taking care of houses in exchange for room and board. And... Um, then by coincidence, because I have a master's degree in physical education and people that knew me, that knew that I was into to fitness, then I started the road of, because I knew I wanted to stay here, so I started the road of trying to get a temporary work permit. And I was able to get a job at a gym that was a high-end gym. It was just a very private clientele. So that was kind of my step into getting into the higher-end clientele, a little bit celebrity and all that. And um, when I got my green card, that meant that I could be on my own. And the second, two weeks after I got my green card, I basically started my own business. And the reason behind that was mainly that I wanted to travel to Sweden whenever I wanted to. I wanted to be there with my family and friends when something big, like a wedding or anything, would happen. And it was not so much like, oh, I want to have my own business. But I realized that I've never really worked for anyone unless it's a summer job in Sweden. So having my own business, I, I feel that I've been an entrepreneur just from the very beginning. And it's just word of mouth. That is the best way to get clients, just word of mouth. If you get do a good job, then that person's friends or family, they will let them know and hire you as well. So that is the best old-fashioned way to get clients, word of mouth. Love it. 
Yeah, so that's perfect. And I, I talked to a lot of, you know, I had um, another guest on here who was a celebrity registered dietitian, and she said the exact same thing. It's been mainly word of mouth. The best of the best get word of mouth because they're good at what they do. And it really, you know, people want to share it with their family and friends. And I think that having, um, you know, multiple marketing approaches, like now, nowadays people can read your book first or they can find you with your online membership so that you're, you're not just word of mouth direct to client only and limiting yourself by only personal training. Um, but that came over time and it really starts with how, what's the next step? What, who's the next client? Who's the next person who knows somebody? Um, so when people get overwhelmed, I think just taking it back to those basics is going to be a key thing. And one of the other things I wanted to ask you, because you are so youthful looking and you do exude wellness, is, um, you know, we work with a lot of, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. They're busy. Maybe they're sometimes trying to start their business while having a full-time day job and they have kids. And so I'd love to hear from you maybe some unconventional, because we all know, eat well, work out, get enough sleep. Um, maybe some things we don't know or we're missing when it comes to building our energy and health and vibrancy up. Well, prioritizing your health, regardless of whatever profession you're in, is of course always important. And you already said getting enough sleep and exercising and eating healthy. On top of that, I would say meditation. It's been huge for me. And uh, especially today when there's a lot of anxiety going on, it's just really good to go inward. So I would say I've always, I haven't, I've been meditating for a good 20, 25 years, but I really got into more spiritual meditation four years ago. So that really took it a step deeper and really connecting and lining myself up with my purpose. And I feel I've been riding a wave. So I'm a, I love working. I love what I'm doing. But sometimes I can work very long hours. So I have to be disciplined and use an alarm to get out of the office at a certain time. So that is something that I've been struggling with because again, I just really love what I'm doing and I wanna do it all at once. I want it to happen yesterday. And, uh, but you do have to pace yourself. And I would say due to COVID, I've just become, I've just stepped into a different way of being. And I put up on my vision board that in 2021, I wanted to decrease my one-on-one -on -one clients and increase group and online. And because COVID started in March, I had to kick into gear faster. And so I think because of that, and also I had to leave my office. So I've been working from home and, um, and then I go to people's houses to, to work them out or I work them online, out online. And that whole being at home, I had to start setting, how do I start in the morning, how do I end? And I started to do a walk in the morning. It's not a workout walk, it's just a walk that I just do for 20, 30 minutes. And then when I come back home, that's when I start working. So I have kind of bookends with my walk in the morning, my walk in the evening, that kind of tells me when to start, and end working so I don't go into this 
really overwhelming working too much. And um, so it's, um, yeah, setting the start and the end of your day and then turning off everything half an hour before you go to bed, the phone, the television, and just do some, you know, stretching and, and enjoying just being silent and then going to bed with a more calm voice and mind. I think that is really important for all of us that we are just staying in an inner calmness is what I would recommend everyone. Yeah. And that you don't realize how much of an impact that has on how you respond to everything and everyone and the ideas you get. And one thing I realized in 2020, and I love that you put on your vision board that you wanted to have more online clients and then COVID happened. So you were like, okay, here's the opportunity. Um, but one thing I realized, I used to go to the sauna a ton before COVID. And I, I didn't, you know, I thought it was a good, helpful stress management thing. And then when COVID happened, I didn't go anymore because it was closed. And I realized uh, I didn't have as many creative ideas. Uh, I My content got worse because I used to come up with really good ideas in the sauna. Um, and I didn't real I didn't directly connect it to that. And it's probably, it's really not just connected to that. But I also was like, whoa, take investing that time in yourself to just think and breathe and do nothing and let your mind wander. That actually holds a lot of business value, whether you realize it or not. And sometimes pressing pause and, and giving yourself that thinking time allows you to be way more efficient and just way more creative at work. So I think even people who say, well, I don't have time for that. You don't have time not to meditate or not to go to the sauna or not to do those things that make you feel centered um, because it just helps you, it makes your actions so much more aligned. So I'd love to hear too from you. And I just got a sauna on a Black Friday deal. <laughs> so I was like, I'm getting a solo sauna. It's, it's going to be, my content's going to be improving. Anyways, um, but I would love to hear from you. Um, what When you say meditation, spiritual meditations, do you do guided? Do you do, what do you do? I actually have developed my own. I went to a retreat, a one-year retreat where we would meet four times a year. And it was just so perfect. It was this spiritual business retreat. So it was to move your business forward, personal growth, but also just dive deeper. And so I started to learn more about chakras. And uh, I just developed my own spiritual meditation. And I actually do it in the book. I, I do three meditations because sometimes people, they are really scared of the word meditation and they think it's religious and I'm not religious. I'm, I'm spiritual, but I feel that if people want to, if they shy away from this incredible benefit, then I'd rather just not call it meditation. So I call breath and body awareness. That's the first one. And I just have people just sit and just focus on their breath and connect with their body. And then the second meditation I do is more goal oriented. So that's visualization. And, um, and the third one is then I go more deep into that spiritual meditation and where I line myself up with my chakras and I fire them up. And uh, my favorite one is that the third eye, because that is when I just see the vision, what I want to do. So, uh, yeah, so I just connect with the chakras and I go to, 
a special place inside where I just sit and connect with uh, my inner wisdom. Nice. Love it. I don't know a lot about chakras, but I do know meditation. I did a transcendental meditation training. That was really helpful. And that was the first thing that got me to actually meditate and feel like I wasn't, you know, I, I don't know. It just really helped me commit to the practice of meditation. Um, so let's hear from you when it comes to your fitness business. What has been maybe the hardest thing you faced in your business or just owning a business? And how have you managed or overcome that? The hardest thing, let me think about that one for a second, but I wanted to just tell you that one of the things that is so great having your own business is that you get to try new things and sometimes it's not going to work out, but you have to try it and fail and then see what you can do to do it different or go another way. And so there was one thing that I just really wanted to do. I just wanted to do fitness retreats. I just had a whole thing about when people get away from their own environment and all the obstacles in their way and get to this beautiful place, then they can be open to all these new changes in good habits. So I've always wanted to do fitness retreats. And the first one completely failed. And it was too expensive. It was a venue that was charging $25 for a cup of coffee. It was just too expensive, the venue. But I really wanted to do it at that particular place. And unfortunately, I had to cancel the event one month before so I wouldn't you know, lose too much money on it. And I really got discouraged. And I was like, okay, so it's not meant to be. I'm not supposed to do fitness retreat, but it was, it kept on, this little voice kept on saying, oh, but I so much want to do fitness retreats. And then X amount of years later, I just met the correct person to work with to take me to that place where I was able to do my first retreat. And now I do retreats. I do four retreats a year, sometimes longer, like a week, four, four or five days long. I go out to Joshua Tree or just one day local here in Malibu. And in 2022, my goal is to do fitness retreat worldwide. Love that. Yes. So sometimes the first time around, you're not going to always nail it and you learned, but also it led you to different, a different path and finding the right person later. And that's amazing. So I think that um, a lot of the things that you've shared with us today just are the core, like people need to have that consistency, that understanding that it's always just the next one next step. The don't forget to touch base with yourself, have a cutoff time, you know, quiet your mind in all of this craziness. And is there anything else you'd say to somebody who maybe is wanting to have a fitness business um, and, and make good money and live a fulfilling life and be healthy and also spread their impact is there anything you think that they should or or that they should be doing um, to to do that? 
Well, the growth that you touch upon is so important. It is so important to feel the whole time that you want to grow as a person, as a business. And the important thing is that it comes from a place where you want to serve. You want to serve, especially in our field. We have the honor of being able to help people feel better. And how cool is that? I mean, it's so rewarding when people feel better and they're less achy and they are just happier and more energy. And uh, if you're starting out, I would just backtrack with where do you want to go and then just take that big picture and just take bits and pieces from it and then start backtracking. So you have the end result here with your vision and then you do all the strategies how am I going to get there? Well, I need to do this. I need to do that. So just put them out maybe just on post-it notes. And maybe not everything is going to come at once. But if you put it on little post-it notes and you put it up maybe just on your wall for your vision of this grand vision that you have, then it will be easier to handle because otherwise it's going to look too overwhelming with everything you want to do. And then you just start. So you take those little goals and you break them down and then you put them, the most important thing, you put them into your calendar to take action. That is the mode because we can all be dreamers. And one thing that I wanted to say as well, if you're like me, you have 10,000 ideas that you just really want to act on. You cannot do everything at the same time. Take those ideas and create a sheet and like a Word document and just Put them there so you know that your grand idea is going to live somewhere. You're just not going to deal with it right now because right now you're dealing with the next step. And this over here might not be the next step because if you're trying to look at, oh, that shines a little bit brighter, that one shines a little bit brighter, you're going to be so scattered. So be really disciplined, still have great ideas, but put them away into this Word document and know that they're safe there. And when they're ready to grow, you know where to go and find them. 100%. I'm a huge believer in a someday list to stay focused on what you need to do right now and in this moment. And um, that puts your mind to rest to know that it's there. So this has been really fun. And I would love to hear where people can connect with you, learn more about you, get your book, all that good stuff. Well, the website is nordicbody.com. And it will be up, the new one will be up on Monday. But until then, if you just do forward slash wake up book, you can go in and find my book, which is also up on, on Amazon. And of course, it's endorsed by Jane Fonda. And another person, Skip Bayless, who is a well-known sports person. And some younger guys, they go crazy that, that I know him and that he endorsed my book. And some people, they have no clue who he is. But anyway, if you know who Skip Bayless is and you're excited about that, he endorsed it as well. You can also go to Facebook at Nordic Body. You can go to Instagram at Nordic Body. And on December 5th, I give a complimentary workout session online if you want to check that out. And that will be up on the website, nordicbody.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming today. And it's super exciting to hear about your book and uh, your live workout coming up next week. And um, hope you have a good day. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you so much, Haley, and have a good Thanksgiving, everyone.
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you liked it and want to reserve your very own free sales audit, go to HaleyRowe.com slash strategy hyphen call to book your very own free sales audit. On the call, we'll talk more about the common concerns you get from your ideal clients, how to overcome those concerns, how to coach through objections, how to change your mindset around sales and improve your sales process so you can be closing and converting more clients. I can't wait to connect with you and go to HaleyRowe.com slash strategy hyphen call to take the first step. Thanks so much. Have a good day.